0: Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 1275. My secretary, write that I am more generous toward sinners than toward the just. It was for their sake that I came down from heaven... It was for their sake that my blood was spilled let them not fear to approach me they are most in need of my mercy september 16th 1937 i wanted very much to make a holy hour before the blessed sacrament today but god's will was otherwise at eight o'clock i was seized with such violent pains that i had to go to bed at once I was convulsed with pain for three hours, that is, until eleven o'clock at night. No medicine had any effect on me, and whatever I swallowed, I threw up. At times, the pains caused me to lose consciousness. Jesus had me realize that in this way I took part in his agony in the garden, and that he himself allowed these sufferings in order to offer reparation to God for the souls murdered in the wombs of wicked mothers. I have gone through these sufferings three times now. They always start at 8 o'clock in the evening and last until 11. No medicine can lessen these sufferings. When 11 o'clock comes, they cease by themselves, and I fall asleep at that moment. The following day, I feel very weak. This happened to me for the first time when I was at the sanatorium. The doctors couldn't help to get to the bottom of it, And no injection or medicine helped me at all, nor did I myself have any idea of what the sufferings were about. I told the doctor that never before in my life had I experienced such sufferings, and he declared he did not know what sort of pains they are. But now I understand the nature of these pains, because the Lord himself has made this known to me. Yet, when I think that I may perhaps suffer in this way again, I tremble. But I don't know whether I'll ever again suffer in this way. I leave that to God. What it pleases God to send, I will accept, with submission and love. If only I could save even one soul from murder by means of these sufferings. On the day after these sufferings, I can sense the condition of souls and their disposition towards God. I am pervaded with true knowledge. I receive Holy Communion in the manner of the angels, so to speak. My soul is filled with God's light and nourishes itself from Him. My feelings are as if dead. There is a purely spiritual union with God. It is a great predominance of spirit over nature. The Lord gave me knowledge of the graces which He has been constantly lavishing on me. This light pierced me through and through, and I came to understand the inconceivable favors that God has been bestowing on me. I stayed in myself for a long act of thanksgiving, lying face down on the ground and shedding tears of gratitude. I could not rise from the ground because, whenever I tried to do so, God's light gave me new knowledge of His grace. It was only at the third attempt that I was able to get up. As his child, I felt that everything the Heavenly Father possessed was equally mine. He himself lifted me from the ground up to his heart. I felt that everything that existed was exclusively mine. But I had no desire for it all, because God alone is enough for me. Today I learned with what aversion the Lord comes to a certain soul in Holy Communion. He goes to that heart as to a dark prison to undergo torture and affliction. I kept begging his pardon and offering atonement for the offense. The Lord made, me, made known to me that I would see my brother Stanley, but I could not understand how this would happen or why he should come to visit me. I knew that God had given him the grace of a religious vocation, but why should he be coming to visit me? However, I put aside these thoughts and believed that if the Lord had given me to know he would come, that was enough for me. I fixed my thoughts on God, putting aside every preoccupation with creatures, and entrusting everything to the Lord. Jesus emphasizes to St. Faustina here how generous he is to sinners. He gives them more leeway than to the just. He poured out his blood for them, and he doesn't want it to be wasted. Faustina writes of wanting to make a holy hour, she ends up suffering terribly and becoming violently ill. This happens to her more than once, and she finds out that it is to make reparation for abortions. Apparently, there were many abortions committed in Poland prior to the Second World War. It's interesting that it happens every evening, or at least uh, several times, from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. for three hours. We don't know why. Why? But if I were to surmise a guess, perhaps a a medical doctor there uh, had a a clinic to perform abortions in the evening after his regular day of of medical work, and uh, it was open from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. at night. Now, we have to remember that Jesus wants to save everyone. He rejects no one. Let us pray for the healing of all mothers who have had an abortion. As Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. For many, their guilt or culpability is mitigated because they are in such a desperate situation. They don't make a a well-thought-out choice or they allow themselves to be forced into a situation not of their own choosing. Jesus is merciful. Faustina came to understand all of the graces that God poured out on her and was constantly doing. She bowed down in homage to God and God kept revealing even more graces and giving her more light and more insight into his uh, love. Uh, it shows us that we really take God for granted or we can't take God for granted. He gives us more than we realize and we should thank him as well. There's a very sad passage here about Jesus going to a soul in Holy Communion with revulsion because of the state of the soul. Let's pray that we are never in such a condition. Let's get to confession regularly and uh, not receive Holy Communion unworthily. Faustina was told interiorly to expect uh, a visit from her brother Stanley, who had been granted the grace of a religious vocation. Now, in the footnotes, we find out that he never acted upon that grace, apparently. Instead, he he worked as a carpenter, a cabinet maker, and an organist. Now, God respects our free will. He gives us the call. He gives us the grace. But then it's up to us to respond. But obviously, God had prepared uh, many graces for that person, her brother in the religious life, but because he didn't answer the call to the religious life, he never opened himself to those graces. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking